Hey! Hey! <laughs> Welcome to the Woodman Worship Podcast episode. What was this June? Episode May. This will be June. Oh, June. June! It's May now, but you'll hear this in June, right? Yeah. Time travel. Um, we're back with episode two of the Quarantine Chronicles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still happening. Still happening. Yeah. Mm. And this time, joined by our friend Brian Whitman. Mm. Hi, Brian. Hi. I believe it needs to be changed beyond quarantine because that's 40, like to cinquantine, which is 50 oh. or, or more. I don't know what the 60 is in Italian, but we've gone Ses- far beyond a 40-day period. Yeah. Okay. I'm already learning so you, much. <laughs> you may recognize Brian from live on TV in your living room. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not live. <laughs> not live. I watch Sorry. it on my phone sometimes. Yeah. 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 Here's a little behind the scenes. It is not live. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> anyway, uh, this this one this episode could get off the rails a little bit, um, but uh, yes, it uh, happy summer. Uh, we miss you and hope you're doing well and hope this provides much needed entertainment to you in this season. Mm-hmm. Um, we are uh, we're doing great, still plugging along, uh, doing church online for the time being, um, but excited about some future. Things coming up, um, but yeah, we've got we got the whole team here. We're gonna talk about some new music. We're gonna talk about um, just live streaming, what we've learned, and what it could mean for you when we do come back one day. Mm. So there's a little teaser ahead. Wow. Um, but first, here's what we're listening to right now. Jingle. Okay. Um, this past weekend, you. Uh, you may have heard one of our current favorite songs uh, sung by Kenneth in the, in the Woodman Loft here, which is actually where we're at right now, the area above the Stone Chapel. Graves in the Gardens, which is off the new Elevation album. Uh, one of my favorite songs has just come out, and um, yeah, playing that a few times hopefully this summer. Um, but one big album that has come out um, recently is the new Elevation album of that same title, and I'm a huge fan. Um, that it feels like they uh, they're shifting a little bit in their style. I'm calling it like Southern country rock worship. Chicken fried. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Chicken fried elevation. Yes. Mm. Nice. <laughs> which hey, no one else is doing that. So an awesome use of a choir, which I haven't seen in a while either. Yeah. So that's been fun. Really, really cool. It sounds like. Like, listening to it on the first listen, it sounds like an album that the band just had a blast playing on. God, the Graves in the Garden is probably my favorite song on the album, but also fits amazingly with the series that we're in in Ecclesiastes. So we got to incorporate it into worship this weekend, and it was awesome. Yeah. It's funny. I, I don't know where I saw it or read it, but there's if you watch their live videos for this album, they have this massive choir on stage. I don't know, 50, 75. 
that's like in the very middle and they're on these huge risers and therefore it split the band where there's like keys and like an electric guitar on one side and then like a drummer and a bass player on the other side but they can't see each other because the choir's in the way and so for one they had to build all these shields around the drummer between the drummer and the choir not just because of covid but because <laughs> it's pre-COVID, um, yeah, sorry, pre-COVID, yeah, they didn't have a fifty-person choir, so the, uh, <laughs> so the drums wouldn't bleed into the vocals choir stuff. But then also, the drummer and the bass player couldn't see the rest of the band because of the choir, so they set up little TV monitors. In oh, front I didn't of them. notice that. And that way, like I think the keys players are MD. They can all look at him. the drummer could look at him on his TV monitor because he had a little camera in front of him and see him oh. and know what they were doing. So oh. there's a little. Easter egg for you. Nice. Yeah, it looked like a uh, quite a f- technological feat yes. putting that together, the audio and video of that. Mm-hmm. I saw that's. I think that's the only video. I mean, do they have other videos from that? They have a few. A few yeah. Slowly, they're coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else? Um, Corey Asbury is coming out with a new album at the end of the July, and he's been dropping some singles. Egypt is really good. Um, do you think we could? Can you see us singing that here? I feel like it's very singable. Also, he came out with a single called Dear God, which is a super um, stripped down, very vulnerable, honest song, basically about um, feeling the pressure of performance um, for the approval of God, which I think we can all relate to um, on a personal level, especially as musicians and people on stage. Um, So it's a it's a wonderful song. Um, so I encourage you to listen to that. Um, also, we cannot forget um, my man, Josh Baldwin, live at church. Oh, yeah. It is a collection of songs he's released really before, but all live now. Ugh, that guy's sounds awesome. so good. That guy's really awesome. good. And a version uh, he tags came to my rescue to some song. Fountains, Fountains. I think. He, he, oh. he really writes some cool stuff. He does. I like it a lot. And he kind of fits in that... Uh, like almost kind of southern feel as well. That's true. Like lots of slide and uh, it's cool. I also really like. Uh, I've been listening to John Guerra's new album. Oh yeah, uh, Keeper of Days, which he describes as uh, he's kind of been promoting it less as Sunday morning music and more like Monday morning mm. devotional music. Nice. Which I that's a nice way to promote an album, and mm-hmm. it totally feels like that. Just some really cool. Yeah. Ideas, amazing songwriter, mm-hmm. um, really gifted, and I think, I think in a time when we're not, we're not gathering to like shout these massive anthems mm-hmm. with a big band. I think this has been a really nice album for me. So, Keeper of Days, John Guerra. My heart, mm-hmm. you ring and press and flame. I know this grief, you know my way. My knees I drop, my head you raise Repentance be my truest praise Repentance be my truest praise
All right, great. Um, a couple updates for you before we jump in uh, with our special guest this week. Um, one, um, don't worry. I know you all remember from last podcast, we made commitments to learn new instruments. Still happening. You perhaps saw the videos on our Facebook. You perhaps saw the videos on our Facebook group of our first efforts. Um, and we'll post more when we have more to post. <laughs> I was going to ask you guys if, if you're ready to post an update. Nope. I mean, the update might be you're worse than you were the first that video. could be it. <laughs> I, on the other hand, am better than I was in the first video. Con- congratulations. Thank you. I just need someone like Carson or Brian or Steven to show me how to flawlessly go from C to F oh, and back to C. Oh, you just don't play in C. That's the Well, but I have to learn C. I know G shapes and E shapes, but if there's a song D shapes. In C or D I hate D shapes. Oh. D shapes are Carson's favorite shapes. Like really? Those, yeah. oh. So the C, you know, you can just move, move Yeah, you just up. move it up. Yeah, like, but don't instead you of have doing to, a bar chord, you know. But yeah. don't you have to like pinch the bottom? Just don't just don't play that no. low E. Oh. Yeah. Let the bass player play. I've been that doing one. the bar chord. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing That's the bar right. chord. Yeah. Okay. You can. And sometimes I'll do the bar chord. Sometimes I'll do that bar chord. I don't even know what the I don't know the names of the chords. But where yeah. you just open it up and you do, and you let the open E. It's probably like a major seven or something. But that's kind of a nice little treat. All right. As long as it sounds good. That's all you're yeah. looking for. Yeah. That's true. All right. Who wrote the rules? Yeah. All right. I just rules. I always hit that yeah. bottom string you can't, on if, accident. If you're in a bar uh, a bar and you're Before pressing hard on it, then yeah. Give it a big, yeah, give mm. it a big rock. All right, well, or throw a capo on just for that chord in the plane E. Oh, and good idea, the and then pop off. it off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, no good. rules. And that was this month's uh, Woodman Worship guitar lesson <laughs> <laughs> via audio. Hey, you know what? <laughs> just well, real. We'll have technical right, are you listening? Here, just make it. Make make your fingers look like this. Okay, now strum it. And that's how you make an F chord. We, we are going to be posting updated videos. I think it's time. Yeah. Yep. Let's do it. Stay tuned to the end of this podcast where Casey will play. Mm. What's a good acoustic song? Graves in the Gardens. Graves well, in the Gardens. Oh, yeah. Live for you on the podcast. Okay. Recorded. Wow. <laughs> Whatever key I want. I, I maybe need to look up what the word live actually means <laughs> after this episode. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. Also, you may have got an email from Carson Smith and Planning Center this past week. Carson, you want to explain what that was? Mm. Yeah, it's not a. It had a date attached to it, <laughs> which seemed to confuse some people for July thirty first. But it's not. They just make us put a date. But it's a planning center plan that is just full of a bunch of resources. So I've received a few messages uh, from people asking for like a list of songs to try to stay on top of you know playing music mm. and playing worship stuff, so that when we do get to gather again and play together um you know we would have still been growing and still kind of been on top of it so you should have gotten an email with a with a link to this planning center plan has uh some new songs that we've introduced on the live stream has a bunch of like uh old favorites uh but then also there's like a guitar tutorials website and like a bunch of worship resources websites and um so if you're if you're looking to kind of use this downtime to grow a little bit that planning center plan should be a solid resource. Awesome. Uh, speaking of getting better and not being rusty, this brings us to our next segment of the podcast, which I'm now titling what we've learned about 
streaming services. Mm. Cue not, the jingle. Not live. Yeah, jingle. <laughs> I can, I can it should it. just be an internet dial-up tone. Um, and, and then we brought uh, Mr. Whitman on the show to talk about this because he is a master of audio, one might say. Mm. And he's, the re- he's one of the main reasons this is working. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shucks. Because <laughs> if I've learned anything about recording yourself singing a service, it can be very unforgiving. But Brian makes me feel forgiven. <laughs> Just like Jesus. Uh, there's a lot of plugins a lot of, for that. There's a, there's a lot of trust yeah. on our team that's been handed over to Brian. Oh, that's man. Um, yeah, I get to hear in solo quite a quite a bit <laughs> wow. of the audio tracks. Do you yeah. want to share some of that with us right now? <laughs> we should. Oh, Take a no. listen to this. <laughs> I hate it. Um, no, but why we think this could be valuable for you is um, whenever we do gather back in our building for um, weekend services. The reality is that online services are here to stay, likely, and that means you, potentially, could be playing in a band where that worship is being streamed um, and put on the internet for people to hear on their computers. And you, there's some things you need to think about um, when that is happening um, because the live stream can be a very unforgiving <laughs> medium. Um, so that's why we aren't going live <laughs> on the weekends <laughs> right now. Um, <laughs> but we do, we do try to keep a live feel. We usually record worship. We, you know, we maybe rehearse for an hour and then we record in one or two takes, um, and then let Brian work his magic on it. Um, but Brian, first question, when, when someone is playing, um, for a recording or for a stream, are there things that they can do in their playing that makes your job easier as you're mixing, editing, kind of mastering, mm. putting it all together? Absolutely. The I think the number one goal is to know the know the part that you're <laughs> that you're supposed to play. <laughs> um, the, oh. the tough, yeah. The the thing about like the weekend services where you've got the rehearsal time. And then we, you know, we do the run through and then you have the Saturday night service and then the two Sunday mornings. If there's some, what I would call the shanker note where you just are, oh man, I played total wrong note. You can generally be kind of forgiven for that or let it go because you're like, oh, yeah, but there's another service. I can, I can redeem, redeem right. myself with this. But yeah, with the live, well, not the live, but with the fact that we're only recording one take of this. And then in the future, when we st- actually start doing live streaming, it, yeah, it's very unforgiving in the sense that you got to pretty much have it dialed in and nailed because we don't do a whole lot of post-production. I mean, I, I put some, you know, reverbs and delays and EQ and clean things up a little bit, but I'm not re- we're not replaying anything. What you hear is what we all played. So, um, and I think consistency is key when you're playing, especially as a drummer, bass player, even keys players, like play you know, don't, don't play super quiet and then get really loud, like kind of play middle of the road because mm. dynamics don't translate oh. super well through, um, recording. So it, uh, at least in our environment. Yeah. Uh, can you speak to some of the differences? Like, um, obviously when you're in a live room, like before all of this, when you're, when you're in a live room with hundreds of people, 
Um, even even the way that the sound is translating in that room versus a direct mix that's that might be coming through a live stream in the future. Can you speak to the differences between those two? Oh, man. Yeah, well, I've noticed e- even in the mix that I'm working on, I don't know if I can, we can talk about this, but from the uh, worship night we did back in October, I'm mixing some of those songs down and just having the congregation in the room with the room mics, miking them singing and the energy that the, that the congregation is creating, singing the songs along with the band is, is huge. And that is something that is, that I think is not lacking isn't the right word, but just, just we're missing in the kind of our current paradigm of recording on the video. And I think it, everything's sounding really good, but there's a, a dynamic missing of the interaction with the congregation, mm-hmm. which I personally really miss being able to look out and mm-hmm. see people singing and knowing that we're all kind of in this together singing. And it's, it's much more difficult singing into a, a cold, heartless camera lens. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But, um, I did that answer your question. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, speaking of that, and this is going to be for anyone, what have, what have you all, and what have we learned about leading worship, um, in this season mm. to an empty room to a camera knowing that's going to be played you know days later in people's living rooms um, and how are you going to lead worship differently when mm. we get back and um, how do you balance then too the, the streaming and the live people in the room hopefully one day when we do get back together and leading for both of those audiences that's a good question I think I think there's definitely some pros and cons with each. Um, I think I've learned through online services, there's definitely some pros of, um, you know, it gives your family a little more freedom, flexible schedule, depending on what's happening. You can sit down and tune in whenever you're ready or whenever you're ready to connect with God versus it's 9 a.m. and this is when we do church and I'm so exhausted I can't even think straight right now or whatever. Um, if you love worship, you can rewind it. 85 times and keep worshiping, which is kind of nice, um, and stay in the moment if you want to. And I think it's also been cool to see, um, the new ways we've been able to be creative with visual elements with online services and kind of adding some cool backgrounds or even that cooking with Josh and Stephanie, <laughs> cooking with Josh. spaghetti, <laughs> spaghetti, with Josh. spaghetti with Josh. Um, <laughs> you know, just some, some different things like that, which has been really neat, but there are some challenges with online services. Um, And I think one of the biggest ones for me as a worship leader is knowing that we're trying to engage people through a screen Mm -hmm. four days from now. (laughs) So like, I have no idea. Sometimes when you're live, you can kind of get a sense for the room and Mm -hmm. it's either buzzing with energy and people are chatting and excited, or it's like, you can tell everyone's really tired. (laughs) They've come in from a long week. Um, whatever it is. And so you can kind of, um, talk with them on a different way, but this has been a total act of trust of, okay, Lord, I need you to show me now a week in advance what you want me to say, because you know what people need to hear. You know what you want to say to your people, um, a week from now. And so I'm just going to trust that you're going to engage people and meet them where they're at. But honestly, that's been a huge blessing for me for when we go back to live worship, because I think sometimes I feel that pressure. I don't know about you guys of like, I need to say the right thing, or I need to do something to engage people. 
and it's the Lord's job. It's the Lord's job to minister to people and to speak to their hearts, but it's my job to pray and ask him, um, to use me and to maybe give me a word, um, to share and then trust that he's going to use that. So it's been kind of cool to see that actually be a common theme with both live services and online services. I think it has reminded me a lot of just, um, we've talked about this music and this genre in particular has, has a role Mm -hmm. to play. Like Mm -hmm. it's not just music being made for the sake of making music, but this is music that is like written and released to be sung, um, in congregations. And I think, um, you know, I, I hope what we're putting together is blessing people and it's like serving a purpose, but, um, there is also an element where it's like, I feel like every time we record a service, there's like an element of remind, a reminder that this is not how it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. You know, that like the sermon, the worship, the, every element in the service is not, is not meant to be consumed alone. Yeah. It's meant to be this thing that we do together. And so, yeah, I, I think I'm also just excited for yeah, having people in the room again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's a good word, Carson. Wow. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Casey. <laughs> you can catch Carson I meant on it. TV, TV screen this Saturday night, starting at 6 p.m. All right. Near you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to add, Brian? Oh, I have a great question for you, Brian. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. So I don't know if you've seen all these, like, viral videos going around of virtual choir, virtual cello orchestra, virtual... Yeah, all on Zoom. All on Zoom. Because I, we all want more Zoom in our lives. Well, <laughs> well first of all, <laughs> don't get me started. But, like, it's so beautiful and it's really cool. Um, but I know that has to be there has to be way more behind the scenes happening to make that or come together. Or it's fake. Yeah. Tell me oh, how, like, <laughs> you know, like do, how it's do they do that? Live, I, I haven't seen a ton of them. I mean, I, I confess I see people post and I don't watch them. But there <laughs> no, was, everyone's done it. So I'm kind of over was it. One, there was one though that my nephew, he lives, he's part of YWAM in, in Hawaii. And I don't know if he was part of the filming of it, but there were worship leaders doing the blessing. Yeah. Like the Hawaiian oh, blessing. Hawaii, or something. Yeah. And it was, it was really good. It, what I what what actually I noticed the most was in that environment, you could have a super nice microphone like the like the one we used this past weekend, and then there's people just <laughs> singing into like their iPod, iPod ear, yeah. earbud microphone, and like somehow they're they're having to just smash all that audio together, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's so super compressed and it it translates well, but I don't. I don't know. I'm probably the wrong person to ask. It has about to be this. a lot of work, though, right? Like oh, more would, work than you absolutely than and, you would think. Oh yeah, because I think I've had a few people be like, "Hey, we should do that with Woodman," yeah, you know, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" And there's probably a lot of fixing behind the scenes and, yeah. and correcting things that mm-hmm. didn't sound good. And um, but I think it's, I think it, people love it. Yeah, like my that's yeah, cool. My mom. Just yeah. <laughs> it moves her to no no end, and so like I think it's been again you know adversity these times of uh, of unknown and all this kind of stuff forces people to dig into things and get creative, and I think it's started quite a bit. I think 
the next money making scheme. Yeah. That we, that we, here, here we go. You'll hear here first. Is like an alternative to Zoom that's a little more like less clunky and more fun to actually be a part of. And I don't know what that would mean, you know, for some sor- sort of app or something where you could actually do so that everybody could kind of be talking at once. More of like yeah. a... It's combined with the yeah. online ordering service. So you can mm-hmm. right there in the call order ice cream for somebody and send it to them oh. while you're on what? the Zoom call. I don't know. And holograms. Somehow involve yeah. holograms <laughs> okay. in this. We'll, we'll key all this up okay. for the next pandemic. Okay. That'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is coming in November. <laughs> That's oh. what they say. Oh. Anyway, if you're, you're going to take that idea and run with it, oh, man. Brian Roman just, just request a 10% commission. Yeah. And a, like a, an 11-year-old to do all the coding yeah. for it. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. There. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in this month to the podcast. We'll be back with you next time. Oh, we love you guys. Miss you. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye.